AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every Every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. 
Season six of the Fighting Got Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. How is everything going with you today? We're joined by Ricky. We've got Felonius Filth as well. Hello. How's it going? A bit uh, ill? Yeah, a bit under the weather. Well, what's wrong? Are you hungover still from the weekend? No, I actually thought I was hungover. And yesterday I realised that I'm actually ill, not, mm. not hungover. So I've got a bit of man flu. Um, Did your missus take care of you? Um, no, not, not really. I've got a friend for myself. Is that? Generally, as men, we do have to. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we talk about male suicide, which is a killer, but man flu is, you know... It's deadly as fuck. What, what pisses me off about women when they say that stuff? Like, oh, he's got a bit of man flu. Any time you're ill, I have a bit of man flu. Like, men can't get ill. <laughs> like, you can't get ill. Any time you're ill, oh, you're a baby. Yeah. It's like, do you know, it's, really, it's that attitude. It's that attitude that men aren't allowed to feel ill that leads to things like male suicide. Exactly. So all you yeah. women are a bit of man flu, what you're doing is contributing to the issue. I'm the, the fuck- epidemic I'm, that is male suicide. I'm the fucking breadwinner. If I get ill... No yeah. one comes to the fucking house, so and just then, remember that. And then they, they all starve. Exactly, no one eats. No so, one wants to starve. So don't make fun of me, because you don't eat. You won't eat. Yeah, you won't eat, love. You won't <laughs> eat, fuck all. Yeah, that's what happens when you make fun of tea. You don't eat, you end up not eating. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> How are you doing, Ricky? Yeah, I'm all right, mate, I'm all right. Tell us a funny story, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, I, jump, jump. Uh, I, I've, got, I've got none this week. Dance, funny man, dance. <laughs> 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 got none none no I'm a little bit uh, taken aback by that incredibly fast paced intro just then well I was a bit worried as well yeah I don't know where you could you just like didn't give me and T time to say hi or anything it was just Sorry. Like straight bang 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 do you oh. remember when you were kids there was a micro machines advert for, for the toys yeah and the bloke who did the voice over that the really really quick voice reminded me a little bit of that <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I've, sped through the I've been at work. I've been at work all day, <laughs> and I literally just finished another podcast and started this one. Uh, okay, so I'm still in that. My brain's still working in that way, and I'm really excited. I'm excited because um, it happened again. It happened again. <laughs> it happened again. Oh, that's that's just the, the glory of being able to rub it, ram it down there. Because the great thing about football, when you're in a football pitch, uh, football stadium. And you're getting dug out like we did against Newcastle last year, saying you're you're fucking shit, you're fucking shit. Luckily, that's kind of died a death now. But and then they beat us two one, and they got to sing it back, right, ramming it down your rivals' throats. Yeah. And they were they were horrible again, West Ham fan. I mean, I, I'd say horrible. I kind of enjoyed it as well. I, I was with uh, my missus, who um, I think was a little bit more sketchy about the atmosphere. This is someone who's never been to a football match in their life. Where, where what I should say is I didn't get her a ticket, first of all. It's, we had a late cancellation, and, uh, and and that's why she got a ticket. It won't where did you sit, Rafa? I don't want the seat number. Where did 31. You oh, so that's shelf. Lower, yeah. Oh, OK. It's a good seat. Fantastic oh, yeah, seat. Yeah. Great, great, great time. But what... Um, yeah, I mean, what, what did you think of the game? Well, it's fucking amazing, right? No, it was terrible, actually. <laughs> It was absolutely terrible. <laughs> it's it's quite difficult because uh, like, obviously speaking to other Spurs fans, they was like, "Oh, wicked game, yeah, bro!" And everyone's buzzing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. The last bit was fucking great, but during it was pretty shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. I just found found it so frustrating. Did we play four four two? We played four one two one two. What the fuck? So Did we it was actually play in front of the defence? Yeah. Winks and Dembele ahead of them. Erksen, Brown, the front two, and the front two, Yanton and Kane. 
So it's a bit narrow in a way. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's four four two in basic, you know, brass tax terms. So, so Pochettino, it seems like he's come up with this new knack of using a new formation in every game. <laughs> it's just like he's new thing now. What he's going to do? The next step for management of football is like you know, everyone presses now. How will come up with something else? New formation every game. Yeah, play total football next. Three, what three four three against Arsenal? Yeah, we had uh, another new formation in our speak, didn't we? Um, I think no. was, didn't, we had the before Arsenal was Bournemouth, wasn't it? Bournemouth, oh fuck knows or whatever. Yeah, but anyway, he's done another formation. <laughs> yeah, no, one, I, I, I was I, I was uh, a bit perplexed as well when I saw the team sheet, and then I kind of was was chatting with everyone in the pub about how we're going to line up and who's going to be playing where and stuff, and I was just trying to work it out. No one had a clue. Like, no, no one had a clue. Yeah. No one. Yeah. I think injuries forced his hand a little bit. You got Lamella, Ali, and Son, who really? all, all had injuries. So that probably forced his hand in terms of the midfield he chose. Mm. Do you think Sissoko will ever play another game for Tottenham? Um, he's suspended. Will he ever play another game for Tottenham? Yes. <laughs> Do you think? Yes. Should he? He'll play, he'll play tomorrow should or he, tonight. Should he play another game? Yes. Okay. I'm all about second chances. You know, I mean, I've been. He's had his second chance. I was quite vitriolic. <laughs> I mean, I was quite vitriolic before, but. Um, Calm down. I think I've, I've calmed down Does now. Does illness make you a little bit more mellow, T? Um, yes, and. Um, the thing is, in many years of doing this podcast, we kind of get a bit pigeonholed, and yeah. I get called the angry one. I'm not always angry. That's a misconception. I'm actually a very happy and chilled out person. That's not a misconception. You are angry. No, no, you, no. You do. You're reactionary. <laughs> in the group, he's the most reactionary yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like um, You've got a misconception about yourself, T. Let me tell you some straights right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got anger issues. Absolutely not. You're borderline mentally violent. No. Although you would never lash out, I don't. I don't see no, that. I'm, not, I'm not a violent person. Yeah, no, but, no. But, your, um, but it's, it's one of those things where I can't read you. A, a WhatsApp group is like it's like a valve. It's such as you let the valve out a little bit, and then you put it back in, and you go back into normal society. Do you think with his uh, success of uh, his BBB crown <laughs> and, uh, and his like, when we're, we're even just chatting, the the shit he plucks out of the air, like. Oh, do you remember that game where we scored? Oh, yeah, what, in 1981, where blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think he's got a slight touch of autism. Yeah. He's, that's why he gets angry, because he gets frustrated, he can't communicate. Get, that's why, yeah, he lashes out. Yeah, I think that's what Scratches it is. Scratches as well. Got a scratch. <laughs> actually, I actually read something on a football forum today about um, what things are you jealous of um, that kids have now? And yeah. if the internet existed when I was a child, I'd be... Porn. I, well, the, obviously there's porn, but there's like stats and stuff on the internet now. So right. if I was a child and that was that existed, I would never lose BBB against any person who's ever lived ever. This is but, what I'm saying. So why, the internet why is this, didn't exist when I was a child. What does that say have, about me? Though I was thinking my head porn, definitely porn. So I didn't have to get it from railroad sidings and my dad's cupboard underneath the jumpers. Sometimes <laughs> in a Tupperware box as well, weirdly. But 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 you went for stats, I thought stats first, first, porn second, porn second. Anyway, we actually we Harry Winks. Really Harry Winks made his debut. I was. Do you know what? I wasn't concerned this time. I thought against Liverpool last uh, last week I was I was scathing mostly of Onoma, um but of our kind of youth players and none of them really being good enough. But I did actually think Winks played well in that game. I think I might have even said it on the pod. I thought he was very good against West Ham. Difficult game to come into, and I had no fears about it. I now think if Pochettino thinks someone's ready for the first team, he will be. Well, I mean the last well the last six to eight months um, it's been pretty much all about Onoma getting into the team and Winks has kind of gone on the inside lane and taken over him now I mean mm. um, Anoma was someone who the fans really wanted to see do well I think the Liverpool game might have been probably his final game for a while 
And, it, and Winks came in and did brilliantly. It's a London derby as well. He's a Spurs fan. It's our family were there. And um, the scene to be celebrated his goal was just glorious. And that's something we'll all remember for, for a long time. Yeah, it's fucking top, wasn't it? Mm. <clears throat> I mean, when when Poch brings on uh, brings in a young player, I, I don't mind like Winks coming in um, and him getting his chance. And he's around experienced players. And they're all going to be talking to him throughout the game. It's when we make those wholesale changes, like against Liverpool, and you're fielding like a very young, experience and players coming back from injury, which can go horribly wrong, um, and dent people's confidence and stuff. So, and last time I saw Winks play, I thought it, I, I thought it was excellent, and this time as well, that you know, with Dembele next to him and the players that he's got around him, around him, he'll do well. And it's really strange that I don't know, it, like he's a young kid coming in, and when he was. Uh, when he kind of like the the tempo was was really quick and he was getting his passes off and then so, some of his passes weren't working out but I didn't find myself getting frustrated or angry it was just that oh like he's a young kid he's just adapting to the game adrenaline's pumping things like that when Dembele and Eriksson were losing the ball which felt like quite often I was fucking livid mm. like those players should know better and should be dealing with it a lot better and it's taken a young lad like Winks on his Premier League debut um, to you know to show him who's fucking boss I I get what you're saying but adrenaline <clears throat> counts for a lot the occasion counts for a lot yeah. you know, this is just another game for Dembele and, uh, and Eriksson you're, he's going in there thinking yeah. I'm starting for Tottenham Hotspur this is something I've been working with he's got all of that working towards for the last 12 years of my life and now yeah. it's happened whereas Ericsson it's just fucking this pony club from East London that they're playing <laughs> <laughs> that, that's essentially it that said <clears throat> and I don't I don't want to fo- I don't want to focus on the negative aspects of what happened on, on at the, the game because a lot of our players did play shit Ericsson especially and I'm not going to say I told you so um kind of just did <laughs> um, but yeah I, I, Winks you've got to be happy for him like he's saying Harry Kane's one of our own fucking so is Harry Winks oh yeah of course he is and I bet there's no pictures of Winks in an Arsenal shirt but the good thing with Harry Winks is that um, oh, Tino's is that he pops see, do you see the passive aggressiveness <laughs> yeah. in his voice then <laughs> yeah the, the thing with Winks is um, he's in a similar position to, to Tom Carroll in terms of on the pitch and um, Tom Carroll is someone who retains possession very well but he's very safe I think with Winks, he, was, he wasn't afraid to try an extravagant pass if need be. And I think that's what warmed the fans to him. He had that bit of, um, you know, yeah, daring. Definitely. That bit of daring about him as well. Mm. And um, no, I was really happy for him. Tidy and skillful, though. Yeah. As well, he looked the part. He looked at the level. Yeah, he didn't look out of place at all. No, and that's the difference. Enthusiasm can get you so far, but he actually looked, he looked like he belonged a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I guess a slight concern, not about Wings, Tottenham generally, was that we were up against a 3-4-3, which we'll be up against next week when we play Chelsea, and we did look a bit abject. I mean, maybe that, maybe that was about individual bad performances, maybe it was just the formation didn't really warm to it. We played West Ham in March when we lost 1-0, up against a 3-4-3 again, and we looked, it was a similar performance. Pod, it, it, it's, the, it's his kryptonite, Pochettino's kryptonite. It seems so. Uh, yeah. Watford played 3-4-3 again, and we were really lucky to beat them. Yeah. Um, I think Matcham... Just match them. Yeah. I hope there's more to it than that, but that's all I can give. Well, I think we need players. <laughs> match them. We need players back from injury as well. I mean, we've got Alderweireld, Old Lamella, and Ben Davis who are injured. So we don't want to date the pod, but out of the news came through Alderweireld ain't travelling, nor is uh, Lamella and um, yeah, and Davis. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. so uh, going to get smashed. So it doesn't matter. Really. Yeah, just let's forget about the Champions League. It was exciting at no point, <laughs> uh, and let's just 
get on with club football. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, as I said to, to Ricky earlier on about the Monaco game, mm. is that, um, well, what it is, as it stands, if we, if Seska um, lose to Leverkusen and we don't beat Monaco, then we're, then we're out. So that's... Uh, oh, shit, we can go out. Yeah. Or, or, or some people are listening to this, we're out. <laughs> some people I saw what you did there mm. but um, but back to Saturday I mean the subs changed the game I mean we had Ali and Son on the bench up in our, in our locker and they both came on I thought Ali was garbage yeah. I thought Son was amazing and he had a big part Son, in the second and third goal Son Go it's, it's funny because um, on the way back in, in the uh, in the WhatsApp group we were talking about players and that and you were saying oh, Ali was shit and when I was at the game and I was looking at it and I was watching Ali run into space and then the players going with him and he was pulling it off. I was like, he's had a fucking great game there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah but you're, you're looking at your... You're, you're looking at it as a reasonable fan. Yeah. So oh. he, he was looking at it like he didn't score, he didn't pass, didn't oh, get Oh, my God, fucking kick me side of me. I thought, oh, I must have been fucking belted then. Or Ali, something like Alex that. here is essentially what's happening. I'm missing something. <laughs> no, yeah. um... I think well, what I was, to be fair the last game you went to about talking about Arsenal how they smashed us for the first time you, you know now that that wasn't true you haven't watched it back you said you no, never I've watched it back that's another thing I love about T right is that you fuck you that's my opinion I'm I doubled down on it man I doubled down I'm yeah. never watching it back it's a lockdown yeah. um, okay I might have got that one but I thought Ericsson played well done by that against okay. Arsenal not against West okay Bank. fine but um, what I saw with um, Deli Ali is that he just did not dive around and just sit on the floor and think what the fuck are you doing I mean, there were new. I mean, as I said, it's a bit more nuanced than that because Ricky probably saw him making a few good runs. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't see him. So, so it's a son. Son. Son got an assist effectively. Yeah. Uh, well, he, yes. Randolph. Well, Randolph. Randolph uh, palmed it out, but it, uh, yeah, he made it. Yeah. That, that, and, and that was great. And obviously, he got he won the penalty as well. Yeah, the player that they subbed on for they took Pyatt off to bring this bloke on, yeah, and he gives away the North Star. I never even. But apparently, um, West Ham beat out ten clubs to sign him, and we were one of them. And he comes on and just fucks shit up. I love him. He may go on to uh, to do good stuff for him, but um, anyone who picks fucking West Ham over Tottenham needs some shooting. Well, probably saw the money in it. Yeah, probably. Um, but but it's, it's, there's an irony there because um, Son. Um, I think he he probably lost the ball about five or six times before doing that. But he's, it showed his inventiveness and willingness to drag that team forward. Because what we were missing were, was invention and creativity and guile. Yeah. Because it had kind of fallen into a pattern. Once West Ham scored that, like, quickly, is, uh, Jansen, was it a penalty? What? On Lanzini, whoever it was. It was a bit. Yeah, his arm was, was over him. We didn't, yeah. we didn't appeal it, he didn't appeal it. Okay, so. second question. Is, is Janssen a real, real life imbecile? <laughs> like, is, he, is he one of them that do exist out there? No, he's 22 years old. Mm. I feel we just need to give him benefit of the doubt. I, I, think I do too, I do too. I just think his lack of positional sense and the fact that he did that makes him borderline imbecile. Yeah, but he almost killed, he almost killed one of the players, so swings and roundabouts. How? Didn't you see him? You put him into the bench. No. Yeah. I, didn't, I missed that. I didn't see right it. next to Billich, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. happened? He uh, gave him a little barge. He gave him, a, gave him a bit of a barge and he went flying. I loved it. Brilliant. Who Passion. Was it? Who was it? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> does, it, does Lanzini wind you up at all? Wendy loves him for some reason. Oh, no, I don't think he's a good... But, um, I genuinely rate him as... as an does ep- he wind me up? No, not really. Why, why does he wind you up? Just because he's fucking... He just looks like... You don't like short people. I don't, I'm not a big fan of short people. Okay. Um... Ricky, you're six foot, by the way. Generally, six, generally, <laughs> no, no, and I'm no issue with short people at all. Um, but I, I think um, 
I said that seriously, like people actually believe <laughs> I, I, he's, got, he's got one of those phrases that need a backhand, I think, sometimes. I, I can see that. Suarez is another one, but that's everyone. Uh, Fernando Torres, I felt that about. They look like rats. Fucking slug. They look like rats, that's Fab- why. Fabregas is another rat one. Face. Fabregas is another rat face cunt. Another little slap. Uh, Sergio Ramos, he can get a fucking backhand. Ronaldo, anything, anyone Hispanic, essentially. <laughs> it seems to be where I'm going. <laughs> it seems like it. I want to backhand Hispanic people. <laughs> Apart from Pochettino, because he'd probably... Well, no, see, Pochettino... He'd be second face, best. He doesn't, but I reckon if Lamella didn't play for Tottenham, I'd want to backhand his yes. face as well. <laughs> that's good, though. Don't you think it's a good sign when other fans hate players on your team? It's a good sign. Yeah. It's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Because at least now the players that they hate are actually good. I mean, Fawn wasn't very good and mm. other fans hated him, but the men are actually decent. Go- going back to uh, what I said earlier about um, watching it through uh, drunken eyes and thinking that Ali had a decent game, and then what Flav was saying about uh, Son as well. I mean, at the time, um, he lost the ball. Loan. He lost and the ball I, at least I, six times. And, and I thought, this game has come on and we're even fucking worse off than we are. Mm. And then by the time you, and then you just get swept up into it and and then when I got home and watched Match of the Day and saw that, you know, he created the goal and won the penalty, yeah. you, you know, you, you, your opinion just does change. But Look, at that time, I was like, angry. what yeah. is he doing? And what? Ali was actually the, the guy that was... That was what it is is that you're you, in those last 15 minutes you saw a microcosm of an entire game yeah West Ham was sitting back um, and Son and Ali were brought in to open them up in some way and it's very difficult to do that and Son was playing in positions Windy said a long time ago the most important thing he's ever or the, the thing that Windy said that's resonated with me and I, and I, I, I kind of regurgitate it now is that they're, they're in low percentage areas of the game it's so difficult for them to actually pull that pass off in order to create that key pass in order to score a goal so they're going to make mistakes and at the last fucking 10 minutes where everyone's throwing the dice West Ham's so deep it's even harder Yeah. so he was trying stuff and trying stuff and trying stuff and I was getting frustrated but it came off eventually you know and and if you roll the dice eventually your your numbers have come up that's what Son does and that's what he does he rolls the dice and that's and it fucking worked out for him when we beat those little scumbags I mean so unhappy as well weren't they roll, like rolling the dice I mean we were when we were 2-1 down we you know we, we obviously had to pick up the tempo and we had to go at them and there was a part where uh, was it Zaza is that I think it was, yeah he had a task to pass to play didn't he put it through uh, Vertonghen's legs and carried on running and then he just he held on to the ball and held on, held on, and then he passed it to Pyatt, and it was a fucking shit pass. Yeah. Um, and then, and then there's one when Pyatt passed it back to him as well, and he side footed it into Lorries. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the same. Oh, that uh, passage. Yeah, passage of play. Yeah. Um, and then after that, and then I think it was I can't remember what time Pyatt come off, but I was just sitting there thinking, like one of your most important players, if not the most important player, the guy who can score from range. Or can score from like from nothing, from, from nothing, um, and turn a game on its head, and you've taken him off. And I was like, you know, that, that's fucking brilliant for us. Yeah, because you know we I mean? know what like, you're doing now. You're closing up. You, you set, you're, cl- you're setting up shot. All, all our defenders, defensive midfielders, are now thinking we don't have to worry about Payet. Exactly. Do you know what I was thinking? He's a little bit of a piggy. He is a bit, yeah. I, I, like, you look at him and you think you shouldn't be as good as you are. You <laughs> should, yeah, you shouldn't be as good as you are. You got the, you got the biggest ass I've ever seen. Your legs are chunky. You look like you're at least a stone overweight. Do you know you, you've been yeah. smashing those pies, but yet still you're world class and you're trying to keep you through. He's even got a pie in his name, hasn't he? I have a little I was going to say smashing those pies. Pie, it's nice. Yeah. I have a little bit of self-respect as a footballer. Exactly. You pay your wages, you prick. <laughs> 
But um, the set of pieces, every time, every time they got um, a corner, I was a bit concerned. And both of their goals came from corners in the end. Um, Antonio is just something else in that box. He's just like... Mate, he, I rate him. I rate him massively. He's not and a very good footballer, but he's very effective. Do you think? Yeah, I think he's good. I think, he, I think he's all right. I, don't I think, think he's he also skilled. gives the best interviews on earth. He actually, he, you're like, he looks like you're talking to a, uh, a human... Uh, the, a human being, yeah, I get you. Rather yeah. than a fucking robot. Yeah. I mean, um, the lead-up to their first goal... I think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I won't I'm sure you will, do you? But um, first of all, Larice rolled the ball out to Vertonghen, I think. And he kicked the ball out of play. And he kicked the ball out of play. And it put, it put pressure on us. And then the ball came back in, and then Ooh. we knocked it out for a corner. Ball come back in, Walker knocks it out for a corner. Ball comes back in, goal. And it's like those type... I mean, it's the, when you top them up and you, you're going back, like... I don't know, I'm not going to call out Larice for his distribution. It's dreadful. But sometimes it's like, fuck me, man. Oh, yeah, it's clearly you, the weakest you, part of his you've, game. You've got to kind of got to have some brains about you. Yeah. I don't think it's Often it's the weakest part of our entire team. You know, it's, it causes the most problems. I mean, I think it was, what was it, Barley was saying the thing we're, mo- we're missing most about Toby is his uh, passing from the back and yeah. his distribution. And, yeah, uh, yeah. That's where he helps Hugo out. And like we got caught that time and it, it just... You know, brought on pressure that, that we didn't need, and especially like West Ham, like in the box as well. It's just mm. I, I don't think it's a cause for concern as such. I mean, no, I don't I think it, if we yeah. were if we were a weaker team, we weren't as good on the ball. It could be worse, but I think um, I think the players almost make allowances for how bad Hugo is because Vertonghen is someone who is not afraid to tell someone that they're shit, and he would, he just like shrugged his like you know what, it was a mistake. It's all right. The amount of points that Hugo saves us anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's a good. I think it was a good save he made, and then obviously Antonio got the rebound in. Yeah. So I actually hit the bar. Got that wrong. Mm. Fuck it. Don't know. Don't know. Anyway, uh, brilliant and, and and brilliant to stick. With. Uh, well, one of the things that I noticed on Twitter afterwards was the West Ham fans. Their kind of go-to position is: I thought this didn't matter anything to you. I thought this didn't mean anything. When did any of us say? That not the beating West Ham doesn't feel good. Of course, it feels good. Do you know why it feels good? Because they hate us so much. It feels good because they hate it. Does it feel good on its own? If you beat Arsenal, it feels good. Yeah, because they're but, our rivals. But beating West Ham is good because it annoys them. It's like a little brother, you know, when um, you know you hold someone's head, yeah, and they try to swing their arms. It's, it's like that all over. That, that's why they hate us as well. They feel like we patronise them. Well, you know, I mean, you're, you're putting yourself in a position to be patronised. You could be irrelevant. It'd be irrelevant. You can yeah. be irrelevant or be patronised. Just your fade decision. away like your dreams. Yeah, it's your uh, it's your choice. One one thing that uh, that I kind of I, over the few last few seasons now that um, I realise I absolutely fucking detest is when uh, the whistle's gone for a penalty and everyone is jumping around on each other and going mad I'm like it's not even gone in yet man let's let's not wank each other off just yet you're such an unhappy oh man. no like, I, I've, I've had so much pain from shit like that mm. and I'm just like just just wait and the thing is as well like, because, of, it, because of Ericsson's goal as well and it was offside and then when we scored and it was kind of like shit looking at the lino I mean a split second behind everyone else and that, like when when Kane stood up for that pen and I just knew obviously how much it meant yeah there was a lot of fucking pressure on him yeah and his last pen was down the centre and I was thinking is he just going to guess and he's just going to stand there is he going to have the bottle even though like he's back from coming back from fitness to actually go for the corner and fucking bang it and then in the end it didn't fucking matter did it but you know what even if he misses a penalty 
we've still got a point from a, from a losing position that a game we didn't really deserve much out of. Yeah. So my point of view is that me celebrating the penalty was to wind those cunts because I was right next to them. Yeah. And I thought, fuck you, we've got a penalty. I can have that. <laughs> and then it goes in and, see, and it's even better. Um, I mean, Kane had, Kane had an interview today that I think most people would have read by now. And he knows that he's not at, his, at the top of his form. But he, done, he, he had two moments, well, the penalty and the, and the goal. And actually, the, the first goal he scored, actually a really, really good goal because he hits it with his left. So he's got the presence of mind to adjust his body when Randolph touches it, to adjust his body and put it in with his left. And it just shows that maybe he's not sharp, but the instincts are always there. His and positions, it just, he, 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 Kane put himself in that position because his brain works in a way that calculates... Where's the best position? Where's the best place for me to get, uh, the, or the most likely place for me to receive that ball? And the reason why I know that's fact because the amount of goals he scored as tappings. Yeah. You don't just get that just by standing in. Yeah. It's about reading the play and thinking. Right, Son's got to uh, cross the ball here. There's a chance that it will come through to me. So this is my best position. He could may think, all right, this is going to be cleared. I'll stand on the edge of the box and might pick one out. But he doesn't. He stands where he stands. And he scores goals because of it. It's, there's so much more to being Harry Kane than just hitting a fucking final. And the, and the thing was, the, the thing was, he didn't think the keeper was going to reach us, so he was, he was going to put it in of his right, and then got a he touch. Adjusted, yeah. And, How know. much do you fucking love that man? Oh, I adore him. I adore Mate. him. Because you know he's going through these contract discussions at the moment. He's been he's on 65 currently. Sissoko's on 90. Uh, will Sissoko ever play for Tottenham again? <laughs> he will, he will, he will. He will. What, what? No, I'm saying we're going to talk about it a bit more in depth in the second half. He gave, right, him, he gave a really it, good... What's Sissoko or... Yeah. Well, both will, of them, will, really. will he ever play for Tottenham? But Kane gave a really nice interview today. I think it's to the Ham and I, and I think a few people have regurgitated the interview. And um, All right, let, let, I, I haven't read it, but I'll, I'll read it in the break, and then we'll, we'll have a chat about well, it. Well, you know, let's talk, let's talk about Chelsea. Yeah, it's Chelsea. been, um, so been 26 years. What? Since we've beaten Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in the oh, league. We nearly had that one, didn't we? When we were 3-0 yeah. up. We were 3-1 up. And then Defoe has that chance. Awesome Gali. Is it the same one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Defoe, has a, Defoe had the chance and the, and the keeper saves it. <laughs> and, you know, just got denied. Got completely that, denied. Is that Ball Street's Snapchat? It's my Snapchat. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but no, I remember that game. That was, was it Braga we played that week? We played um, in Europe on the Thursday. Yeah, we were to play the early game. We were three one up. Hotsome yeah. Gali, and I remember talking to you, Rick. Actually, I was going out for something to eat when my, I missed that game, and I, I, for whatever reason, I missed it. And you told me we were three one up. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I can't remember. Gali, I can't remember. Berbatov, Berbatov did score. It was yeah, it was 2005, 2006. Yeah. And I thought this could be it. And obviously, naturally, they came back. Defoe had the chance to. And, all, and the last few days people say they're supposed to play for a top four team shit like that is why they're playing for a top four team <laughs> so fuck you Defoe that's, you may that's have scored cool. as many goals as Harry Kane in this calendar year yeah. but fuck you uh, even like, like last season mm. last season we were you know uh, challenging for the title we were playing great football um, we were confident there, like the, the kind of camaraderie within the team everything was Perfect, and then going there, and we were we two nil up. Yeah. And when that second went in, I was like, "This they, is it. They ain't gonna get us, man. We're gonna win like, the league. We're, we're we're fucking unstoppable at the minute." Yeah. And then it happened again. Of course it did. Of course it did. Of course it did. All forget that. All I can say. Because you weren't there. <laughs> you weren't there, man. You weren't there. You weren't there. Because when that girl went in. 
I looked at their fans and they were so happy. I've never seen a set of people so happy in my entire life. What a Chelsea fan. Yeah. I mean, there are people like coming out of their seats, running over, you know, pumping their fists. And, and Serge Fabregas, the cameras never caught the Serge Fabregas stood in front of our fans with his arms out, not moving an inch, like mannequin challenge type shit, just standing there, yeah. looking at our fans like that. And we're like hurling the pieces, just stands there for what felt like ages. Why didn't you just run on the pitch and kill him? I was in the upper tier. Why didn't you dive off the top of the upper tier and, uh, like, combat roll into. Punching Combat Just jump off someone's head and just do a. Do a it's, it's my assumption that everyone can do that. You do a roly poly and then smash his face in. Yeah. But no, I mean, the memories from that game are, are fucking painful. And um, there's, there's so much been said about you know what happened when we beat them 1 0. I think it was Howells or Lenico who scored the winner. Um, Sinead O'Connor was at number one and all the rest is, of it. They, they are fucking good. They are right now. They are right now, but they're not infallible. No, they're not. But they, 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 they are, they, there's no disguise in the fact that Liverpool and Chelsea are top of the league, and they don't have European football to play. No, exactly. No. Um, and we do. We've got this stupid. Does anyone really give a fuck about the Champions League? I'd rather us progress, but I'd... <laughs> yeah, I'd rather us progress. I don't, care, I don't want Tottenham to. Every game of Tottenham matters. They all matter. They matter. No, of course they do. And I'm not saying throw it. I'm just thinking. Throw a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Just a little, little throw. If you get a penalty cane, just hit, just hit the post. But do you not, like do you not, do you not think like... What really matters in football is, is playing your local rivals and being able to glow over fans of other clubs yeah, in like, your local area. That's yeah, really what matters. Yeah. Like beating Monaco away, it doesn't really matter. Right, getting further in the Champions League than Arsenal, that matters. Yeah, but it's because of that rivalry. Yeah, but every every memory counts. Ricky was at the Lyon game when we drew one on and Dembele scores. He doesn't the, remember a single. He hasn't had any. That's a moment that. for him. Do you, do you know he what? Was throughout, the, throughout that get, throughout that day, um, I got up like early doors, got the flight over. I was so fucked. It's unreal, man. <laughs> Throughout the whole day, I was like paralytic, man, just bowling around Leon. It was freezing cold, and I was just nutted, man. But what I do like, my age, you know, this is how nutted I was. Um, my dad and uh, the guy I went with, Andy, he was in the top tier. I was in the bottom tier. I was in the bottom tier and I got in somehow in the bottom tier completely lost them my ticket was for the top tier obviously I, I, but I was in the bottom tier but what I do remember is looking at the clock on 89 minutes being there freezing cold starting to sober up and thinking fucking hell man like, I can't believe we're going out and then when I saw Dembele do that roll sidestep and he shot and it, I could see the ball going and it yeah. arrowed into the corner and I, honestly man I was like I've never felt you know like with all the goals when, when you when you need it the most yeah. and you, that feeling like Moments, you were saying man. it's better than sex drugs fucking the yeah. lot man it's oh no granted no I mean um, I mean Chelsea are doing well they're not letting a goal in the last five or six league games but I watched bits of the Middlesbrough game yesterday I don't know what's second half really and Middlesbrough had their chances man and um I think we can cause Chelsea problems, definitely. I don't know if we'll break the 26-year hoodoo, but we can definitely cause them problems. I don't give a shit about all that hoodoo bollocks. I anyway, do. I'll so keep every, saying it. Every, I'm going to keep saying it. 1990. Okay. 1990. <laughs> See, that is the true tea coming out. He's the boss. He's that friendly guy, he ain't. Um... What I was going to say, uh, like Costa, he's on form, hazards on form yeah, as well. Oh, do you know what I'm looking forward to? Dyer, Dyer v Costa. 
Like, that, that's, 100% put your money or put your house on it is getting sent off in this game you, there's no way he survives it. that's what I'm at it, one well, that, bad challenge the referee's going to be like I remember that Done. with um, with Toby I think if, if Toby was playing he'd be a bit more composed and I think with his style of play out muscle Costa and it would be like I, I wouldn't even worry about Costa but with Dyer I think Dyer can take on Costa and he's not scared of him but I also think he's going to put it up him as well, and he ain't going to give a fuck. He's going to break him. He's going to break him. It, Dyer's sole objective in this game is is uh, is to break Chelsea players. I, I think, <laughs> and I can't wait. What's going to be interesting though is um, it's going to be a very hostile atmosphere for him. I mean, obviously we've played hostile atmospheres before, but the fans are going to hate him after last season. And um, he's still young. I mean, we forget all the tourists there are really giving some stick. Yeah, you know the Thopaninas and all the rest of it. But um, (laughs) but no, I mean, what what we forget? I mean, this is a very young team. I mean, we talked about the Champions League and about how we don't care about it, and it's it's a minor. But people like Ali Kane, Dyer, these guys have no real experience of top level football, like at an extended level. Mm. And Saturday's going to be it will be a bit intense, and it'll be interesting to see how Dyer stands up against that because the fans are going to be targeting him. There will be. He won't give a fuck. Well, he, I hope he, he doesn't break. I, I hope he doesn't. But, he's, but the thing with Spurs, you got to make allowances because these, these are young players. People like um, Son, Jansen, these are young, young guys, and they're going to make errors. They're going to misplace passes. They're going to do shit that makes you tend to fuck off. And Saturday is a good barometer of where our players are at. That's the next two games are a barometer of where our players are. Well, we've are been at. saying that for ages, man. Yeah, we'll keep saying it because it's all young. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> what um, he's right. He's right. I, I'm not going to argue when he says something. that's right. <laughs> Sorry, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, with um, Rose being out. Davey's struggling for injury. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're fucked. Yeah, what, what are we going to do? That's it for the we'll first half. <laughs> we ain't going to do anything. We're going to switch to three at the back. Well, the thing was, um, Wimmer played at left back against um, Ireland for Austria, and it was an absolute fucking train wreck. Mm. So I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna happen. But it I think um, be the solution. But, but that's a classic case. He, he, he's a he's left footed. Uh, yeah. Just done my joke. Yeah. Just done my joke. Sorry. It's all right. You imagine, you imagine the, the coach's decision. The Austria coach somehow has reached the position. Shit, you've really done my joke, T. Really sorry. He's really in position. He's going, who should we stick out on left, left back? <laughs> well, we said, uh, yeah, you get it. What are we going to do? No, if we go 3-4-3, three, three, then... Oh, fucking hell. We'll three at the back. No, but it'd be Vertonghen, it'd be Vertonghen, um, Vertonghen, Vertonghen. and um, Adovero. And Vimmer, if, if, if Adovero ain't fit. He's got to be fit at some point, isn't he? Like, what the fuck? I yeah, mean, like, one minute's like a minor injury, next minute he's fucking died. Yeah, I, I, I like. I do like Potch's kind of like cards, play it close to the chest, and he says, "Oh, like, let us know." Yeah, he just says, "Oh, he's, he's just a little bit injured," and you're like, "All right, okay, it's a little mate, bit injured, week and a half or something like that." It's like this is like how no, many months now? No, what it is is like it's like when you're little and your nan die, <laughs> and your parents won't let you know what's going on. Yeah. Or smoke and mirrors. Smoke and smoke mirrors. And mirrors at He's home. too young to know. He's too young to know. Do you think Sissoko will ever play for Spurs? <laughs> <laughs> Do 
<laughs> I think it's not a smoking merits about this injury. I'm not sure Sissoko will ever play for Tottenham again. I, uh, I, I think they know he's shit. There's no right? pictures of him anywhere. No, not, anything. He's not even training. <laughs> is, is, he, is, he, is he back for Saturday? He could play not. tomorrow. He'll be back for Saturday, but I don't think he'll be in That's there. what they say, uh, but will he play? <laughs> 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 You know when you know when they said it, you know when it, like a family um, pet has died. Yeah, and that was when a kid is like that. But has he died? <laughs> He's just far away. It's just it's like a cat runs off to die. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's true. It's uh, after a service station, let the cat off. Drive back. I'm just saying. I, I, I think uh, well, my message to Tottenham and Mauricio Pochettino is like stop the lies. All right, stop the lies. He's not injured. Sissoko has never been injured. He's never going to play for Tottenham again. Let's stop lying to everybody. That suspension was like a matrix. It didn't really happen. Yeah. You told us it happened, but it didn't happen. I don't even, not even sure if he exists in our realm. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, All right, that's been the first half of the final call. Actually, no, let's, let's have, do you want, do you want a couple of predictions? Okay, tell you what, tell you what. I, I think there's, nil, nil. There's two things. Yeah. Man of their match against West Ham. Son. Uh, I'm going to go with Winks. I'll say Winks. I'm, I'm going there. I'm, I'm changing my mind. Winks. <laughs> so that's, that's, Winks too. that's fairly unanimous. And the score on certain Saturday is going to be one or nil nil. Uh, two. Okay. The um, it's, we've watched Winks play football since he was about ten. Think? Since he was about ten. No, but we've watched as eighteen, eighty-two, and yeah, five ten. He was ten years old. No, I don't know. By 18, 17. for a second. I thought we'd been going about 10 years. Uh, it, we've seen him play at every level. We, we've screamed at him, winks, winks, for about five years. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. That is quite funny, actually. Yeah. All right, uh, Windy does, some, does his thing. Yeah. Windy, about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I've got your back. Boys and girls, long time no speak. It's Windy here, back with a weekly youth update, or fortnightly youth update in this case, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loanees, Philippe Lesniak was not involved for Sloban Liberec. I've still not worked out what's going on there, whether he's injured or just not fancied, but uh, I'll try and find out some more information on that one. Federico Fazio played for Roma in their 2-1 defeat at Atalanta. He's been a regular at centre-back recently for them. Nabil Bentaleb played another 86 minutes for Schalke. He was replaced by experts Benji Stambouli. They beat Wolfsburg 1-0 away. Will Miller was a 67th minute sub for Burton Albion as they lost 3-0 at Reading. They were 2-0 down when he came on. And he ended up actually having three shots, so clearly he was brought on to try and get them back into the game. Luke McGee kept a clean sheet as Peterborough won 1-0 at Northampton. Nathan Odell wasn't involved in that once again. And finally, Clinton and G or Njai was not involved in Marseille. I presume he was injured this week. Moving on to youth teams, the under-18s beat West Ham 2-1. And that was in the last minute as well. Jack Rolls opened the scoring for Spurs. West Ham got back into it. But Keziah Sterling stepped up from the penalty spot in the last, or rather the third minute of stoppage time after uh, John Dinsey had been fouled in the box. He'd stayed up after a corner. And we won 2-1. John McDermott said after the match, it's important that we're consistent and what we've got to do is review that performance because our job is to try to produce footballers capable of working hard as a minimum. That said, our disappointment in the performance is eased slightly because we got the three points and Keziah Sterling, who's had a long road back from injury, stepped up and took a really good penalty. And the under-23s also played this week. 
another London derby for them. They lost 2-0 to Arsenal, though, and had Charlie Owen sent off as well. We brought Paul Lopez and Tom Carroll into the side for this one, so I guess they were trying to play a stronger side for the derby. Um, but Hugo Ekiog said after that one, we were a shadow of ourselves today in a huge game in terms of the rivalry between the clubs. We didn't do ourselves justice at all. There are lots of players below par. The under-19s will play a UEFA Youth League match on Tuesday afternoon against Monaco. They obviously work um, in tandem with our Champions League matches. And those players that don't make the trip will be playing Hemel Hempstead, my hometown club, uh, on Tuesday evening at 7.45. So lots of young players involved in on Tuesday. I'm going to finish off going through the questions that I got a couple of weeks back. So I've not seen these um, apologies if they're out of date now. I'll try and filter as I go along. So the first question is from George Kane. That's at Pro on Twitter. He says, where's the next Harry Kane 2 to support Harry Kane 1? Which is an interesting one. And it's something we've spoken about a bit before. But last season, Pochettino name-checked both Kaziah Sterling and Shane Harrison. And at this point, Shane Harrison is far further forward in the pecking order. He's had some first-team minutes in pre-season. He's been involved in first-team squads. Personally, I don't think Shane Harrison, as it stands, is of the required ability to break through to the first team. But players often do develop late and make a sudden surge towards first-team football. We saw that with Jake Livermore, for one. So it's it's entirely possible that he'll get uh, he'll improve and and get an opportunity at some at some point. I do like Kazai Sterling very much, but he's had a pretty rough eighteen months, both in terms of form and injuries. So he's got a long way to go to get back to the the form and level of potential he was showing at one point. So at the moment, I would say don't hold your breath for uh, another Harry Kane. We might need to make a, a signing of a youth striker at some point for a third choice um, forward. Sean Dalgano on Twitter says, if we adopted a three at the back method with Toby, Toby available, what back three or five would work best in your opinion? So I thought the three that we played against Arsenal, uh, Toby, Vimmer and Vertonghen, worked really nicely actually. I think all three are very capable on the ball in different ways. Toby with his long passing, Vimmer with his composure and possession and, and Vertonghen at bringing it out from the back, who's really one of the best defenders in the Premier League at bringing, carrying the ball forward from from centre-back. Uh, so there's a nice balance there. I also think Vimmer is very good at sort of putting his body on the line and blocking things, um, whereas Alderweireld and certainly Vertonghen are, are sort of readers of the game. Having said that, Vertonghen's one who, who will come forward and, and commit himself as well, sometimes too much, but he's had an excellent season so far. I've been really impressed with Vertonghen this year. I think he's he's stepped up his, his levels of consist- consistency this year. Um, so I like that. I like the look of that back three, and also we've had Dyer, who's really improved at centre back throughout Toby's absence. When he first came into the side at centre back, he he did look like he was rusty in that position. As he's gone on, he's got better and better. So I'd like I, I you know I'd be equally happy with Dyer playing in the in the middle of um, Alderweireld and Vertonghen. Rick Saldino says, has there ever been a youth player born who can swim faster than a shark? Um, Let's say Soli Koulibaly. Uh, Paul Sandy 78 says, who's impressed you most in the under-18 group this year? Uh, I've not seen as much of them as I would have liked. I think I've seen four games now. I would say the most impressive for me... Mm, I've been very impressed with Jaffet Tenganga, who's come back from injury and just looks a quality centre-back still. But of the new players 
Oliver Skip and Rio Griffiths look really excellent. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of them. Uh, KG William, KG Will 2012 says, do we have any creative players coming through as we are lacking in this area? Yes, we do. Um, Edwards is the obvious one. And I think we'll see Edwards get more of a chance as the season progresses. But also Sam Shishua, who's playing sort of a mixture of under 18, under 19 and under 23 football at the moment. He's very highly rated by the club. I believe he's about to sign a two-year contract at the end of his scholarship. And Spurs only give the two-year contracts to players they like a lot. So, um, yeah, high hopes for Sam Shishua. There are others as well um, who, are, who are bubbling under the surface. But at the moment, Shishua is the most exciting other than Edwards, I would say. Onwu says, how involved is Poch with the youth teams and is it enough? I heard he attended games a while back, but that's it. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's... That's it. He's attending games. He speaks to John McDermott very regularly about the young players in training. And I think that's about right. I don't. I wouldn't want any more involvement necessarily. Um, obviously, Pochettino's son is in our youth teams. He's in the under-16s, so he probably gets some insight that way. He's also called Maurizio Pochettino, by the way, if you weren't aware of that. Um, God, there's a load of questions still to get through. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll stop it there and I'll come back to some of these next week. So... Yeah, that's it for this week. As ever, if you're interested in more of the young players or players out on loan, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. OK, second half of the Fighting God podcast. Thanks a lot, Windy. Cheers. Cheers, Windy. Uh, remember, we've got the Art of Football giveaway. Uh, we've got three reviews that we've chosen, um, but we're not prepa- I'm not prepared enough to, uh, to read all of the reviews out. Um, we had one. I'll tell you who did win it. One of the winners is Ross Savage, who uh, he wrote an essay and put a lot of work into it, and it was lovely. His review actually, it was, it was was really nice. It wasn't. um, We didn't sort of set up this thing because ultimately, when we're asking for reviews, it's because it helps (coughs) helps us with iTunes and and gets us up the algorithm, and and you kind of uh, they notice uh, reviews being left and ratings being left. So it's always important and good for the fighting cock if you can do that kind of stuff. Um, but what what he left was really kind of touching and, and, and lovely, and even had reference to my drug use in the past, which was uh, unexpected. You're clean now. That's good. Uh, <laughs> sort of. I don't think I'll ever be clean. <laughs> but you know, what we want to do is give the the thought and time that people put into it, uh, give it some um, what. Shout out. Yeah, we- shout out. Shout out to him. Shout out. Yeah, we're just going to give it prop. <laughs> yes. Pro- what's that? Shout out to her. Oh, is that peak time? Yeah. 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 Well, we're all into this podcast called Peak Times, and uh, yes, Mike Skinner. If you like, if you like your your podcast, then uh, listen to Peak Times as well. It's, it's good. A new one came out today. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, so we're going to give those those the, the appropriate exposure next week. We've got three winners. Ross Savage being one of them. Uh, there's two more as well and don't mean to keep this on you don't have to leave any more reviews now um, we've got our three winners to, to believe reviews by all means but you know it's been done uh, we also have, we've teamed up again with the SOC Council who are putting together some football bubbles people that follow us on Twitter and Facebook will see that we've been putting up these pictures of these really quality hats Like that, what I liked about SOC Council when they first got into contact we get people contacting us quite a lot via email Sam, will you endorse a product? Is it something you're interested in? And by and large, it's kind of not because just if we did everything, it, you know, people they get bored of it. 
so when quality stuff comes up we're, we're happy to put our name to it and the Sock Council stuff is amazing so produces bubble guts one in, in the uh, paying homage to that t- team in the late 80s when bubble hats at football were a very common thing uh, Clive Allen uh, one of the one of the hats called Clive and the other one's called Glenn yeah I think it was on the um, from the mid 80s it's from the 85 to 87 kit yeah is, so it, the, is it the Hummel style hats yeah, the, uh, one the, yeah. the one with the chevron to cross the chest. Oh, the mate, those hats are fucking mustard, though. Yeah. They are. Oh, you've seen them? Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. I want both. Yeah. I need both. Okay, well, you can buy them. So what's the Twitter handle for this? <laughs> what's the Twitter handle for this? Uh, is it football bubbles? All one word, isn't it? To know. Is it? <laughs> we, we prepare so well. Uh, it is, is it? Is it? It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, they come out uh, on Friday, 7 o'clock or 7.30. Is it 7.30? I think it's about 7 o'clock. 7.30 GMT. Is it? Uh, what's the half an hour going to do? That's what they've said. Okay, fair enough. 7.30 uh, um, on Friday. So have a look at where we'll be tweeting about it on Friday. Uh, go on SOC Council's website. Uh, you'll be able to buy a they buy a pair of the hats if you want they are limited edition so they're going to be um, you know if you want one you've got to buy it quick uh, but it's good because some of the money comes back to the fighting cock has our branding on it but we fully support it um, while all well, actually we're involved in the creative as well so we said yeah that's a good idea no that's a bad idea um, yeah that kind of thing nice yeah um, one final thing we've also got some Christmas t-shirts coming out or jumpers depends what you want to buy um, of I like them a lot actually they're, they're our players looking grunt, disgruntled and angry but with Christmas hats on that, that, that's it like, I've got to admit obviously you're kind of thinking oh it's Christmas we can we can make a bit of money and continue to support the fighting cock but they're actually alright like Dembele's face with a Christmas hat on it's like <laughs> it's like that, you, the face you're, you're made when you're made to wear a Christmas jumper it's like I'm not into this <laughs> um, so yeah we've got one one of Dembele one of Danny Rose so far by the time the podcast come out we'd have, we'd have had another one sorted out so yeah if you want to support us go on the Fighting Cop website and buy one of these t-shirts or jumpers it's through a company called T-Shout who offer fantastic um, revenue share most of these t-shirt companies offer fuck all you make no- next to nothing on them but T-Shout are really uh, they're, they're open to giving you your fair share of money when you've done all the work creating spreadsheet or not just putting that <laughs> out there okay um, alright so Kane's new contract ah one more thing I, I forgot to mention at the beginning we, we're going to do a, the fight got live what yeah sorry I should have told you to as well yeah tell me last fuck's sake no you're not no no one knows really uh, I, 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 know. said, I, I said pictures so you knew it was happening but we've got a date. And this is the moment T goes, yeah, I'm not at I'm, I'm going to flip the table. I'm not around. The 21st of January. Yeah? 21st of January, Man City away is the day. Have we got a plan? Have you got a ticket for that? Are you thinking of going? Well, I'm not you, now, am I? You, you, you can't because you're an integral part of this day, T. Not just Thank for your you. role in, in the podcast, which has been magnificent over the last five years, but also because we're going to we're going to allow a couple of members of the audience to take you on in, in, in BBB. Fuck's sake. Barley's brain blustered. So we're going, to, we're going to choose those at random. But essentially what it's going to be, uh, there's going to be a venue in Shoreditch on the day of the game. We're going to be doing a live show of the Fighting Cock, 45 minutes or so, talking about Spurs, uh, fielding questions from the audience. 
and we're going to be doing a live uh, like a part of the B&B not sorry, B&B BBB uh, where you can take on tea and uh, then we're going to watch the Spurs Man City away game together together all 250 people who buy tickets to this event that in our own venue <laughs> that is actually uh, we've got a bar magnificent we've got a bar and we've got food um, 250 Spurs fans who can't make it up to Man City look if you've got a ticket go and watch Spurs play at Man City I, I get that but there's loads of people that that struggle to find pubs struggle to find places together to watch the game and this is a place that is a safe haven for Tottenham fans they can come together from wherever you want to come from we're going to go in this building that we've, we've managed to secure and we've got some amazing HD projectors that have been projecting fully licensed we spoke to Sky Sports, we've got the licence. We're going to be projecting the game and we're going to be watching that game together. So, look, forget that. That's like a, the plus. We've got the fighting cock show. That's, you know, ultimately, ho- hopefully what you're coming for. And then we're going to watch the game together in this fucking beautiful setting in Shoreditch. How about that? Reem. You better get some funny stories ready. Oh, yeah. I've got loads. I will do some setups, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Why? Well, in case you're worried about what? No, I want to look nice with the camera and shit, man. But there is no camera. It's just people. That's me. No. Oh, I just, I, we were talking about whether or not to do it so that there's a, like a social media blackout, so this is only for the people to turn up, or to do which is probably stuff we talk about off pod. But so to be what? fair, it'd be cool to just put it on the pod only, not like on, not on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, it's a good mm. show, Yeah. So 250 people. When these tickets go on sale, that will be it because the capacity of the place is 250. We haven't agreed upon a price point yet but whatever the price point will be it will be to cover our costs any money we make will be on the bar or or the food that's sold there but ultimately we've got to cover our costs because it's going to be expensive Um, but when I was I've been talking to a guy who's helping to set this up when he he, he told me about this idea about getting Spurs fans together in one place and watching a game and then suggesting that the, the first one we do is probably the hardest fixture we could have all year in Man City away I don't know imagine what we win imagine if there's 250 Spurs fans all together just going mental in this place that's just ours and there's no Arsenal fans there's fuck all else about other than Tottenham there's going to be a lot of beer trucks about well hopefully they don't <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the reason the other cost is insurance it's going to be insurance we've got security you know, anyway forget uh, it should be amazing it's going to be happening on the on the 21st of January exactly two months from now Man City away um, and as soon as you can get tickets for it we'll, we'll, we'll let you know there'll be other other bits going on as well uh, one of the sections is Touch Ricky Nice. <laughs> I just made it up. Nice. Yeah. No, we can do that. But at any moment, anyone's allowed to touch you. Oh no! Don't do that. Any, anybody in the in the crowd? No. Designated time. Designated place. Fifteen minutes after full time. He's got security though. So <laughs> if you're not if you're not a fit bird, you can't touch him. <laughs> All right. So uh, in, in the news currently is uh, Kane Kane's uh, contract. New contract. Apparently he's on sixty-five k. Soko, I'm not sure we'll ever play for Tottenham again. He's on ninety k a week. Um, is it? I mean, Kane only got a new contract relatively recently, um, but I, 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 players that are in form are going to get offered a new contract every year. Yeah, I think. Um, How much is, is he worth currently to Tottenham in terms of? It's, it's difficult to say because what they didn't they said is on about 50, 50 or sixty um, basic, but I'd imagine there's lots of incentives in there, like um, mm. getting twenty a season. Your body you get bumped up to ninety. 
grand week and um, we're in the Champions League so he's probably bumped up some more come for England bumped up some more so. yeah I'm not saying he's short so, cash, um, I'm just saying is he I mean what, what, what's he worth it's difficult to say because if we if he signs a 100 grand contract next week and then we sign I don't know Payet in the summer he gets paid more than is he is it going to be because there's some what players would, some, some players have had deals where they have to be the highest paid player at the club so maybe he'll do that Kane doesn't strike me as the kind of man that will insist on that and one of the interesting things about this contract negotiation that's happened in the press or you heard people talking about it is no one's talking about Kane holding Tottenham to ransom no. they're talking about him finding or, or reaching a, a level of uh, an agreement where he gets paid what he deserves to be paid no one's talking about him leaving and, and, and all, they, a lot of the journalists are talking about Kane pe- being in an awkward position because he has no leverage because no one thinks he's actually going to go um, which is lovely because he's not going to go he's not going to demand you know he has a genuinely emotional ties with the club so it's up to Tottenham to give him what he's he deserves currently based on his importance to our team for getting all emotion and in my opinion that's around 100 120 grand a week yeah I mean for me the, the teams that can can afford him I think it's whether he'd want to go. I, I, I know, uh, like, we all play up to this kind of, oh, I couldn't see Kane at fucking Man City or anything like that. And I genuinely couldn't see him playing for another Premier League club mm. going there because he's gone there for money. Mm. And I think he, you know, he wants to stay at Tottenham. I think, you know, he wants to maybe not be the, 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 most, play, uh, the most paid, but um, that respect of being one of the highest earners easily... Which I think is fair enough in you know in, in today's market, and the thing is as well, like if he is going to go, and if he if he does go abroad, who can afford him? And like you've got like a handful of handful of clubs, and he will cost you a fucking fortune. It's, we're not talking like a thirty million pound striker or something like that. He'll go for an insane amount. Yeah, I think there's clubs that can afford him fairly comfortably. Uh, and if, if they can afford him, but do you, can you honestly you see saying? Barca or Real 85, 90 coming in for him? That's not that much. I think it cost about 60. He, he wouldn't leave for, he, His value is around 60, I get that, but it would cost more to get him away from Tottenham. Yeah. I'm not. If he's on that paltry contract, it wouldn't cost that much to get him away. I'm not saying, for, I'm not saying that he'll leave um, like in, the, in, the, in the immediate future, but people like PSG, Real Madrid. Yeah, they can afford they, him. They, 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 can, they can afford him. And. Um, even even Man City could probably afford. I'm not saying they'll necessarily go there, mm. but man, he's going PSG, man. It's just about what it, it's what they will be have if, if they're insistent on getting him. It's what they'll be forced to pay. Spurs have a good position in that they've got a player who doesn't want to leave, and notoriously difficult club to buy from. Yeah. So if someone wants Harry Kane, they'd probably have to break the world record fee. I think. I'm not saying he's worth that. I'm no, just no. saying what he, it costs to get him no, away from Tottenham, and he's got five years on it. He's doing. But I mean, look at it this way: um, players get injured, players lose form, so there's always a right time to sell a player. Yeah, and it doesn't matter who the player is; there's always a right time to sell him. So, Daniel Sturridge is on about a hundred and fifty thousand at Liverpool. <laughs> when he signed that contract, he was smashing the goals, and he's been injured ever since. Would you take Sturridge at Tottenham? I've said yes. I've, I've said yes. What's no one else would on the pod. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I think it's a pod that Wendy hosted. That's um, what I was saying. But, but, um, <laughs> but no, I think um, it's like stocks. I think there's always a right time to sell a player, and um, it ain't yet. It's not. It's absolutely not yet at yeah. all. But there will come a point where we've, we've, we'll have a decision to make. Mm. 
But I think, but but um, I mean, Bachelor Division of Pointless is about the interview he gave. I think it was very glowing about the club. Um, what I really wanted to this say is the, f- the interview in the Ham and High by Ben Pierce, yeah. who consistently puts out. He's almost the first to get these interviews out because yeah. there's a lot of journalists in the room. But he's he's very good at getting this shit out. He's been on the pod a couple of times. Yeah, and that's not the reason why I'm saying this, but he gets this shit out quickly, and. Um, I think we should, you know, should recognise that fact. But he, he's, you know, he, he, he broke down news about Kane, didn't he? Yeah. But what I liked about the interview and what I liked about Saturday was um, the way all of the players really were glowing over, over Harry Winks. They said he was the man of the match he played well. It wasn't just that, but the players seemed genuinely happy for him. He seems to be very popular around the club. Um, unbeknownst to me, but known to everyone else, him and Deli Ali played together at might have been under 15 level for England yeah and you know he said from the get go that Winks is going to be a special player and um, did he yeah I think he put a tweet out I think when Winks first opened up his Twitter account and Dennis said look you've got to follow this guy he really wasn't one player. that we thought no I mean, no because Windy was kind of big enough we were like we didn't really see much he looked like a, a kind of Tom Carroll who just yeah. kind of retains possession but doesn't really do anything fancy but he's, yeah. a, he's a bit more than that I think God, fucking you think about what Pochettino's done he's like made us believe in these what we would consider to be fringe young players yeah. and now after one game we're thinking you're fitting like, who's maybe drop Ericsson yeah. keep well, him in the team we were asked that in the first I think I'll ask it now um, Marcus Farrell yeah should Wings start ahead of Ericsson against Marcus Chelsea Farrell used to work with my old man really yeah when he's old job yeah wow he's, so yeah. there's a plumber is it, can I say what he does you'd be a plumber yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine yeah. you work for Quins or some shit anyway but yeah he, uh, anyway, I think he's I mean, asking the question about about should Winks play to have Ericsson I don't, I don't think he does what Ericsson does so yeah, I think no. Winks is um, obviously quite a, more of a deep line midfielder I don't think I don't think we have anyone who can really replace Ericsson and what he does I think that's, no. that's part of the problem yeah I think the thing with Ericsson is he's someone who gets moved around an awful lot and he doesn't generally complain when he's moved around either he'll be in the middle on the left on the right and um, the position he had on um, Saturday was a bit of a weird one because it was, must have been quite congested because he only got a three at the back. So if you've got a 3-4-3, three, three, generally you'll have five at the back when you're defending. When you're attacking, you put five in midfield or whatever. So maybe that, from that point of view, Ericsson got a bit boxed out. And I think Ericsson's a little bit unlucky that he's always the odd one out. He's always the one who kind of... I think he's got a lot of ability. And when you've seen what Posh has done to Dembele, you've got to have faith that, he'll do, that Ericsson will be the same way. Because Dembele was going to be sold to Sunderland. Not many eyebrows are raised at the prospect of him going to Sunderland. Mm. And I well, hope he can I hope he can turn it around. I think he can turn him around. I think fucking really love that man. Well, he's saying the same with Bell. It was going to be shipped out to Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, it, you need so many ingredients as a footballer to, for things to go well. You need the right club, the right manager, the right people to believe in you. And luck. And luck, and luck completely. And I think, like I said about Pochettino, which is lucky to have a manager that. What what you said something interesting last week about us being the worst run we've had in with winless run. Yeah, I think it's eight. I think it's seven or eight games. And there was almost apart from morons on Twitter. Yeah, there was almost universal support. Yeah. So like, I, that's you know that's a, that's rare in modern football. Well, I think, you think um, Arsenal fans are more or less slit in their throat. Yeah, the they're drawing the game. I think what a lot of people forget is what came before Pochettino, or even what came before Martin Yole, was always like a revolving door of managers. And I think in light of what happened with um, Sherwood being a manager, AVB, and all that rocky period, I think we've got a manager now who. By and large, plays good football. Mm. By and large, has the right philosophies. By and large, has the best interest of the club at heart. And, um, and just represents the club in the right way. He, well. he does. He, he always says the right things. But 
I mean, one thing, not to discredit Pochettino completely, he was fortunate with the players he inherited from the academy. So um, I think they may have got a chance anyway. Let's yeah, he was fortunate that, yeah. and, and happened to be the right manager at the right time as well. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, yeah, I mean, look, anyone worried about Kane's contract, I wouldn't. Tell him, man, shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell him, shut up. Yeah. If, you're worried, like, if you're worried, then look in the mirror and tell yourself to shut up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then slap your face. Slap your own face. Um, how did that come from? Uh, the yeah, yeah, don't worry. He's going to sign a new contract. There. Quick fire questions. Uh, Neil Fisher on Facebook. He says, which player of the following was the worst signing? Not the biggest waste of money, just the worst signing. Sissoko, Bentley, Paulinho, Chiriches, or Kirikesh? Paulinho for me. Or Bent. Firstly, I think it's unfair to write off Sissoko given the fact that he's never going to play for Tottenham ever again. It's, it's you know what, right, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to be the only Spurs fan here yeah. that will say this. Like, I, for, for me personally, when we got our start on 11, Sissoko is not in that 11. Yeah. And he was brought in to be uh, this bench player that in the 65, 70 minutes when we can't break a team down, they've got everyone back. Sissoko is one of those... Bringing that power, strong bastard who comes in. There's powerhouses that he just runs, constantly runs through players and he can create something by a lot of people having to you know, move from their position, go to the guy to stop him, and that will create more for our attacking... Get more space in order for our creative players to yeah. actually do damage. But, but since a lot of our players have been out and he's had to fill in, so he's almost playing 90 minutes at each game, um, you can see that... He isn't that. He isn't that guy that's going to play ninety minutes. Mm. After like thirty minutes, he's flagging. His balls are fucking. His passing is shit. Everything kind of like. I don't know. I All just right. think that. I, I know this is quick. Harsh. I know this is quick fire, but um, after the Liverpool game and we drew one all, we lacked a bit of penetration. We lacked somebody who runs beyond people, and that's what the circle was brought in for. And I think he'll improve. He hasn't had a preseason. He has to fucking improve. He will. But answering the question is Paulinho. Sorry. Paulinho, uh, biggest waste of money. Paulinho, Bentley, Kirikesh, Bent, or Sissoko. Sissoko costs us six million so far, so that's not a waste of money. I know he did. It doesn't. That wasn't a question. It just was the worst signing. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, the worst signing out of all of those. It's got to be Kirikesh. Really? He was shit. Go on, Rick. Paulinho, definitely. Okay, next question. Oh, okay. Uh, how long uh, Loro on 1882 he says how long will it be before fans begin to say Janssen has become the new Soldado already started I met him already has yeah um, to touch Soldado yeah but stupid I think he's just another striker he isn't doing well but apparently his record in his first few games is better than Van Persie's was so Um, it's always racist that's that's alright there's lies done lies of statistics I know that but um, I think he's young he's 22 He'll get better. He won't get any worse. Um, I think it should be. I think it should be a season before people say that. I'm just unhappy with Priya Ramesh. The start of the season. She lied to you. She lied. She said he was great, and he turned out. You don't like a flav. I hold grudges. Yep. See, you should. Many ex-girlfriends yeah, yeah, have, yeah. have uh, felt your wrath. Yeah, they have at eleven o'clock on a Saturday night. I'm pissed. Full of drugs. <laughs> Waiting Punch, outside their flats, punch, punching walls, punching walls, going. Why won't you talk to me anymore? <laughs> I just want to see the kid. We should have their wheelie bins. There ain't no kid. Uh their wheelie bins. Yeah. Um, that's none of that's true. Just in case people get 
bit upset, don't they? Really drunk. Um, yeah, so uh, I think it's a bit unfair to call Jansen the new Soldado. Although Soldado's done, I'd probably take him over Jansen. <laughs> I mean, today I think I like his strength. I think I saw a stat today mm. um, that said Jansen had the least amount of touches or least amount of passing in the game against West Ham on, for all the players that that are on field in the Premier League and uh, and you look at that and you're just like oh he's fucking shit then isn't he mm. he didn't but, do but, bad yeah, well, I, yeah I know and then it, it it depends on how you look at it and looking at the overall game what was he doing what was he asked to do and yeah, uh, but, yeah but if someone gives me that stat and I look at it quickly flip through and I think yeah, yeah, he's kind of bin him off, bin him off, burn him, burn him, burn him, burn him, um, and that would take a lot of wood because he's a unit. <laughs> yeah, it would. But he, he's don't look, don't don't judge players on their individual performance. Judge, and I'm guilty of it as well. But judge, but judge a team by where we are in the league, how we're playing in terms of form. You know, if at the end of the season, would you take Spurs finishing second, first in the league? If it meant Jensen had a poor season, of course you would. Doesn't matter. Everyone contributes. The only person who's culpable is Pochettino. That's it. So we buy the players. If they do well or don't well, it doesn't matter. Wherever we finish in the league is the ultimate thing that's in, that's important. So get behind Jensen. It's not his fault. He's doing what he's told to do, and he has limitations in his intelligence on the pitch. He's not fully evolved. He's not fully evolved. He's like an eight-year-old with a man's body. Tell you one thing that fucked me off on Saturday. Oh. Three times my dad screamed out, fucking hell, Johnson! <laughs> Jansen, isn't it? Johnson. Johnson. Brilliant. That's brilliant. That is amazing. <laughs> I must have shrunk up in two and a half pints. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, that, is, that is brilliant. We've got any more? Yeah, uh, last more. one. You do it, T, because I'm drunk. All of the top five teams have been inconsistent this season. Despite our patch of form, we have four, uh, four points away from the top. Can we take advice from Senior Dom on Twitter? Yep. I think... Sorry, you finished? Yep. <laughs> yes, but the West Ham result was huge because Arsenal dropped points, Liverpool dropped points, Menu dropped points. That's a massive victory. Um, I don't think we're going to necessarily fall away. I think there's a bit of a gap closed um, from the top five to the rest of the league. I think we'll definitely be there with their abouts. And um, me and Phil have had a prolonged debate on the previous pod about our unbeaten run and I said it doesn't mean shit but it does point to the fact that we're a very difficult team to beat we haven't played brilliantly and West Ham still could have put us away Liverpool couldn't put us away and we just don't get beat we'll never beat we're never beaten and I think that's a good sign and it will take us far this season yeah yeah I think so that's a great answer quick um what was the question? <laughs> We're four points away. Can we take advantage? Oh, yeah, yeah. Can, can we take advantage? Uh, uh, in the realms of possibility, yes, we can take advantage. Will we? Will we? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, because we're Tottenham, right? We don't. We never take advantage. We never no, win when we're supposed to. Do you know to. what? Exactly. Well, we there's like from memory, there's one real time that I can think of off the top of my head where it's like, do we have the bollocks for this? Every time we we really lose our bottle. Uh, Man City away for the Champions League game uh, and I literally couldn't believe that happened but yeah you don't see it too often so cheer up I'm, I'm, I'm buoyed <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright uh, so we've got actual real questions that we can answer in full length we've got Kung Fuck Crystal Chris Castles Kung Fu Crystal Castles yes 
There you go, read it. He says, I know, uh, I know they don't always have the best of media narratives, but what do you think about media narratives surrounding fan violence? Is it overblown? Also, what are some of your worst experiences going to away games? 100% it's overblown by the media. One, 100%. Certainly around the grounds. If you're just a, a general punter going into a game, the likelihood of you seeing any kind of fan violence is minimal. Especially in England, yeah. In England, yeah. If the, the only time you'll see something is when Spurs play West Ham. Or Chelsea. Or, or Chelsea. Not even as much Chelsea at home. But yeah, Spurs... All right, mate, Maybe I'm wrong. West Ham and then Arsenal. Um, that is it, though. That is it. Other than that, it's, there is that there isn't derbies. There's no such thing as fan violence in it's in the way that it's reported in, in the press. And it's never compared to like what we saw in the Euros of Russian fans of Gumshield and that MMA gloves yeah, and all the rest of it. Um, I think. I mean, I saw I saw a couple of. Um, Bits of, I can't say I saw bits of vibe. I saw a little bit of um, no argy bargy. You know, police horses steaming in, but I don't think there's ever a point where your average bystander is going to get caught in the in the crossfire. A lot of the people who get involved in these fights are there for fights. I don't think there's many cases where bystanders are getting a shooing. I mean, I've seen a couple of. I saw one picture on Twitter of West Ham fan whose faces all busted up. Said, "Oh, you know, your fans did this and blah 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 blah," but. I did hear him saying some anti-Semitic stuff. I saw him tweeting some anti-Semitic stuff before yeah. that happened. And um, I don't know, I mean, another thing, I think... But, if, but I guess... Sorry, go on, take on. Okay. No, I mean, West Ham fans that do Viva Lazio to sing anti-Semitic chants. They haven't... They didn't this time, though. I didn't no, hear I didn't hear any, I didn't hear any this what, time. anti-Semitic? Yeah. But they probably sang Viva Lazio, I reckon. No, what they, no, they, de- they definitely did, because I fucking heard that. I didn't hear anything about... Uh, what we, we're used to hearing from West Ham is gas chambers and sea cars and stuff like that. That yeah. didn't happen, but, uh, as far as I could see. Yeah, but since the since Lazio happened, they sing that every... every, every yeah. That's fucking... So, like, fucking... You know what I mean? They're fucking donuts. Yeah, but I'm saying if... If your friends are singing that kind of song, then... Someone does take exception to it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And you should get a clump for it. Yeah, I mean, that's your responsibility. It's like singing about Hillsborough and Munich, you know. If you're singing that around their grounds, then... Yeah, go ahead. But someone's <laughs> yeah. going to clump you. Exactly. Yeah. That's fair you're enough. You're going to get tucked in, bro. Tucked in, folded up. Yeah. Get a tump up. Um, yeah, I, what, what's your worst experiences away grounds? Or, or, or any... any, any like... uh, the, the only one that... Um, I've had a couple actually. Uh, the, fir- the first one that always sticks in my mind was when my old man was working in Spain and he come back and he wanted to go and watch Spurs. So I was like, "Yeah, let's go Villa away." The only tickets we could get was Villa and in the Holt end, and I was with my cousin at the time. And at half time, we went to we went in the gangways, and I was having a cigarette and chatting with him, uh, just catching up with him. And then as I went back up the stairs, I got this tap on my shoulder. And I turned around and this brother was like, that's a fucking Cockney accent you got there, mate. And I just looked at him, looked at my cousin, just turned around and carried him walking upstairs. I thought, I'm not going to carry this on because it's only going to go one way. And then went back to my seat. What is that one way? Back back to my seat, that's the only way I was going to go. Yeah, but what would happen if you fronted up, do you reckon? I would have got fucking uh, served. (laughs) Served big time. Um... And that, was a, that, that, that was a game where I think it was Sheridan scored and we won 1 0. First time in like nine years in the Prem or something like that. You were in the Villa end? I was in the Villa end, I was in the Holt end. Do you know, I've watched, I've watched Spurs in the Villa end as well. And, uh, and when Sheridan scored as well, 
Um, my dad jumped up and I knew I knew what he was going to say and I was like you like we're dead we're just dead and he jumped up and he went for fuck's sake Villa and sat back down and I was like thank god you just had a moment of clarity uh, just like he, uh, we would have got a kick in man an absolute kick in yeah what's your worst away I don't have any that are in terms of violence I've not really had that I mean moment. that ultimately answers the questions isn't it we, we all, you're talking about one one moment in where you were sitting in the way end yeah where you, if exactly. you give it you yeah. deserve it yeah um, the whole end as well in the whole end yeah so look it's, it's, it's rare it, look ultimately if you want to get involved in, in football violence it doesn't happen around the ground you get involved in a firm I don't know how you would do that and then uh, arrange and have a fight and fight somewhere else like, yeah I mean I've been that if people want to do that fucking fair you know whatever I've been at uh, most away grounds been at you know, most away grounds in the Premier League and um no, I just think if you. What's got, the worst array ground? Do you think you to go to? Is it, is it Upton Park? In terms of um, ag, in terms of agro, yeah, yeah, easily, easily Upton Park, yeah. Um, and um, we play West Ham away in May. I don't really want to go, but I've kind of been talking. I want to wanna go to that. I don't really want to go, but um, but no, I think if you've got any common sense about you, you know, I mean, if you wear colours, do set your own risk. Mm. But just if you're going to sing Spurs songs, sing it in a fucking crowd. And if you're going to give it by yourself, expect to... Are you talking about a specific moment that happened to your, one of your mates? Well, he t- he, they took a wrong turn and they sang Spurs songs and they, you know, they, 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 they got what was expected. Again, just, like, just going on with that, I mean, we're all football fans. We've been fucking entrenched with this for years. Mm. We all know the culture. If you're wearing a certain clothes label or, you know... You're, 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 you're going around, you, you, you're, you're, you're basically putting yourself out there and saying, if you want it, come get it. Mm. Like, and then there are other people that wear clothes that are a bit more casual, that I ain't, that I ain't going around looking for it. Yeah. If something comes on top, then I ain't going to be scared to swing a few. What, you aren't? What? With the clothes? No, I'm just saying, the, cl- oh, the type of clothes you wear. But then if you're wearing shirts as well... They're a no-go. You know they're a no-go. Mm. Shirters, no-go. I don't know. I, I, I just think... I don't, you've, got to, you've got to go out your way to get beaten up at football now. Or, or you, get into any kind of... You have, to, you, you, have to, you, you have to be a moron or just you, like You it. have to be like yeah. just quite loud, shouting, leaning over, being really boyish and being really cuntish. Yeah, being a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then... You will get you. Yeah, you will get. There's lots of like very tough, hard men that would will happily fight at football and and you know fair play. Whatever you want, go and do it. Um, it's the problem to the general sort of match day going fans. I think uh, they're called barmies by the um, kind of hooligan lot. A barmy is someone who kind of will jump on pogo against. Uh, Against Arsenal, or give yeah. it some, but not really interested in getting involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think that's yeah. more or less what's right. But uh, my worst experiences came when I was 13 years old. We talked about it on the pod before. I'm not going to go over it again. Man City away. My dad took me to Man City away, and we nearly died. <laughs> I tell you what, one I got my fill of football violence on that day. <laughs> what I've heard a lot about was when we played Cardiff away in an FA Cup many many years Ninian ago. Ninian Park. Yeah, and the people who were at that game told me that that was that was pretty brutal. Police escort, coins and all kinds of shit being thrown. Yeah. That was pretty hairy. Uh, yeah, okay. So there you go, that answered the question, didn't it? Uh, if there was a man standing... Sorry, last man standing. If there was a last man standing match involving the entire Premier League, would Eric Dyer make it to the final four and win? If not, who would be in the final four and who would ultimately be crowned champion and how? 
I don't know about how, but uh, Dyer. Dyer, he, he strikes me as a kind of Graham Roberts, um, no nonsense. I'm gonna, you know, it's not even his demeanour on the pitch, which was great against Chelsea. Forget all the kind of, you know, he, he's young and he made some rash channel ch- challenges against Chelsea, but his kind of general demeanour is, I'm, I'm, there's no nonsense. You saw the Herrera interview, yeah, 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 where he said, uh, he goes, I don't need an apology. I'll see him soon. That's a ma- that it, look in in the most archetypal way. That's a man. That's that's someone who will face up to his responsibilities, and he's not scared of a little violence. That's my man. Yeah, and and, and that's as men yeah. standing around his microphone. We can it, it it speaks to us because in in a in a kind of instinctual, very natural, um, evolutionary way, you look up to men who are fucking not not scared of having a tear up, but still have that emotional side. Yeah, I mean, um, that kind of, what that interview kind of split opinions in some ways. And as much as um, he may be targeted by their players and the referee might get him sent off, but I lo- I loved it. And um, when you look back at Graham Roberts, it's a different era though. I mean, but putting Nicholas in the advertising audience was very nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. That those moments go down in folklore. That those moments you remember. You don't remember finishing sixth. You don't remember him. Um, just putting good tackles in and playing well you remember it for those like if we were making a t-shirt for the fighting cock we wouldn't put Robert's goal against fucking Fairnold or Anderlecht or Anderlecht sorry Anderlecht I was hoping I was looking at you too and he did we wouldn't put his goal against Anderlecht you'd put the bit where you fucking threw Robert's through um, through, uh, Nicholas through the advertising hoard because that that's an iconic moment it's all good being like enjoying the the, the small uh, victories the tiny moments that will push you on to finish, qualify for Europe or win you a, a European trophy but the things football fans care about ultimately is a Spurs fan putting a fucking a Spurs player putting an Arsenal player into the advertising hoard and anyone who, who says that isn't important in my opinion doesn't understand football in its most traditional setting and element well you know I think you, you, you guys obviously don't remember what Janssen did on Saturday but if I find footage I will show you what he did Yeah, I know, the I guy could have it. died really? the guy's got a family I'm not saying and he put him in the fucking he put him on the bench if he's a gooner then fair game <laughs> West Ham then maybe just... actually you know what fine West Ham as well like yeah. he, he, look Lanzini when he scored put up the fucking irons like he's a fucking West Ham fan exactly. like he put, put, did the, the crossed irons I like, to like, some part of me thinks that that's quite a good sign. I, I, I you know, I, he loves West Ham. Odd. <laughs> I've got, I've got an affection for West Ham. <laughs> but, but listen, he, he uh, Lanzini, like you're just, I know what you're doing. You're trying to, like you ingratiate yourself to their fans, and you should do that. But it's just, you're going to be put through the uh, advertising boards if you do that too much. So yeah. the geezer who uh, pretends to be a football hooligan but then gets showed up, yeah. Yeah, when all his friends disappeared, he's left by himself. Yeah, and where you can throw your eyes up, they know you. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, legs like a woman's. <laughs> <laughs> but Eric Duff trusts me as, um, I mean, there's a boxer called Brandon Rios, and um, when he gets a punch in the face, he smiles. Mm. He's shit. He's fucking garbage. And um, well, he's, he, he's not garbage. He, he is rubbish. He can beat all of us up. He's a rubbish boxer. He probably beat all of us up, but he gets punched in the face and laughs. And I think Dar would be the same. Dar is a man who have a half his leg hanging up. He just laugh at it. And say, you know what? 
I see the return fixture. I'm gonna, we're going to get you. are going to get together soon. But I love it. You can't. On a base level, you can't not love it. I understand why people would get wound up. You might get sent off. But it, like when he he made that comment, you saw we we put a tweet out. It was something you created. T to be fair, right? You you found the interview and it said, uh, "I don't need him to apologise, but I will but, see him soon." And yeah, we put a tweet up, and it was it was retweeted about five hundred times and yeah. favourited about it because that appeals to people. I mean, even when um, what was that thing that says you better watch what you say? Yeah, <laughs> like that uh, clip as well. That shit. It's, it, there's an element about being playing with style and grace, but there's also a bit of fuggery. And, and uh, because he's, he's, he's like us, is like us as fans. But the thing is, die. He can actually play a bit. So yeah, he can. He can play football. All right. Look, uh, is anyone anything to add? Because we've got loads more, but we've run out of time. No. Right. It's been a great episode of the Fighting Cop podcast. Yeah, feels that way because I'm drunk. Yeah, um, but uh, remember to keep downloading and thank you for everyone who has downloaded. Uh, get those t-shirts. The uh, and thanks for everyone that's left a review as well. Loads of people. Thank you all. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's always been almost overwhelming. And if, if that sort of stuff was important to me, and one, keep sending them as well. Yeah, yeah, keep yeah, doing it, keep even though there's no t-shirts on the line. Yeah, we can put other stuff on the line, like touch Ricky at the uh, like, <laughs> the Fine Cop live show. Yeah. Anyone leaves a review gets a free eight seconds oh, touch on Rick. Anywhere you want, dick, arsehole Yeah, yeah, that, those count. Tits. Those count. You've lost a bit of weight as well, though. So yeah. that should be good touch. Yeah, I know it will be ring touch for them. They're welcome to it as well. They deserve it. They do deserve. It. <laughs> Leave reviews saying uh, at the end that says hashtag touch Ricky. Okay. <laughs> And if you leave that hashtag, you automatically win an eight-second touch on Rick. <laughs> you, have, you, have, you obviously have to be there on the 21st, otherwise it just won't work. Yeah, you've got to buy the tickets. Yeah. Um, on a slightly lighter note, um, we've got to thank Cliff Jones for, for last week. We didn't do that at the beginning, but um, he was yeah. great last week. Yeah, um, he was amazing. There's a great response to the podcast, so thanks for all your kind comments. Yeah, um, it's, just, it's, not, it's not difficult to do a podcast when you're sitting there with somebody who's been in amongst it, who's known and talked to... Uh, Bill Nicholson and, and, and was that, part that, of that, that double winning team and that, those are the bits that the regaling stuff about Bill Nicholson yeah. like, it, it was like it just felt like fresh off the press even yeah. though like it was like years ago it was just like something that you could connect to that your dad's talked about that your uncle's talked you know that, that people have passed on these stories and this history and then you're hearing it from the horse's mouth and it's just like rah this is fucking class yeah I think uh, <sighs> My only one reservation about it all was the amount of people that tagged Cliff Jones in and then asked, said, it's a shame you didn't ask him about wanking. <laughs> Which is what we've built, like the fighting cock is built on wank, wanking and people yeah. wanking and stuff, but it would have been helpful if you hadn't done that. <laughs> have, a, have a bit of respect. Yeah, he's, he's like an eight-year-old man, 87-year-old man. Yeah. Um, but anyway look besides that it was a fantastic pod and it was an amazing opportunity and I, I personally because I got to sit down with him never thought I'd, I'd get anything like that um, so we're looking for maybe Graham Roberts or some other big names next oh god that would be amazing it would wouldn't it we're going to yeah. get, get Steve Slade I'd do Steve Slade I think Steve Slade anyone out there knows Steve Slade I'll interview him that would be amazing yeah. we're going to do amazing things at QPR alright that's it from the Fighting Cop Podcast thank you once again for downloading and we'll see you next week bye ciao
box Everybody wanna come and run it, find it funny like a dummy in the bummy of your mummy Fighting cock and we don't give a shit Everybody knows flat face and prick We can get it sticky in the mini, suck it willy When you're getting grilly, yeah, you gotta bang the milli bang, bang. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. Zero point zero percent alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.